Hello, everyone. I am thrilled you are here for this episode. We are going to be talking about passion, confidence, vision, and mentorship, all of which empower. Betty Lamar is the executive director and founder of Empower Her, a nonprofit organization. And she is here to share her journey from role of executive in the IT world to finding her purpose and becoming fulfilled through mentoring girls in the marginalized neighborhoods of LA. Betty's journey started when she was pregnant at her high school graduation. While working in the United States Post Office, she went to school and graduated with an MBA from Pepperdine University. Passion and vision saw her through her journey, and she now shares those gifts with middle school and high school aged girls to give them confidence and self-worth to, to dream of a life beyond their current existence. I know that you are going to listen to this episode and feel so inspired and so empowered. Enjoy it, and please let us know what you think of it. And if you love it, even drop a rating and review on iTunes for us so that more people can hear Betty's story and, and learn how to, how to mentor and how to educate and how to empower our future generations. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me for this episode of the Second Phase Podcast. I want to let you know that I am offering clarity and brand marketing strategy sessions so that I can help you with your messaging. Do you feel overwhelmed and frustrated starting your business and building your brand? Do you feel like you're all over the place with your marketing and messaging and don't know for sure what your brand stands for? Let's do a one hour clarity, confidence, and content session so that you have one cohesive promise, one direct message across all of your platforms. For a limited time, you can have access to this session for $197. Head on over to therobingraham.com slash shop to book your session now. I am so excited to help you finally have a clear strategy for your brand. Hello friends, welcome to the second phase podcast. I'm Robin Graham, your host and a brand marketing strategist and photographer passionate about helping women connect and grow their audience and get more clients. I am so excited you are here with me today to chat all about branding, personal development, and life overall in this second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build the business from the ground up when I was actually terrified to put myself out into the world as something new. For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change, a traumatic loss, a move, an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a brand that stands out and makes an impact and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, our visions, and our values. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive into a new episode. Betty Lamar, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. Thank you, Robin. So glad to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled. This has been um, a long time coming, and I'm fascinated by the work you do, and I think you're going to be such a light to my listeners. 
you're going to inspire them to think beyond what they're doing on an, on a daily basis and reach more for their passions and even build their own confidence as they listen to you. So I'm very, very happy you're here. Will you please tell the listeners a little bit about you, what, what your backstory is, where you live, what you do? So I live in Los Angeles uh, and I grew up here uh, since I was 13 years old, um, moved here from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. So I'm a Southern, I'm a LA girl with Southern values. And while, while being here uh, in Los Angeles, I graduated high school. I was a teen mom. I was pregnant at my high school graduation, unfortunately. Uh, but that adversity became my advantage over time. And uh, I went on to graduate. Um, this is, I'm going to make it really short for you. I overcame that, that uh, hitch in my, in my journey of being, t uh, being pregnant at my high school graduation. Shorten that story and say I went on and I graduated college. I became an executive in, high, in the high tech industry and had a 30 year career there. And now I'm, uh, executive director and founder of an organization called Empower Her Institute, focused on 400 girls who live in marginalized communities to help them develop their sense of self-worth, to develop their voice, their agency, so that they don't become Betty Lamar as a high school teen mom. Wow. <laughs> if that doesn't inspire you listeners, I don't know what does. I mean, talk about resilience and overcoming the obstacles, beating all the odds, right? right? Right. That's exactly what you did. And you didn't do it overnight. It would, took right. a lot of grit and a lot of dedication on your part. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it was, I did not do it alone either. And so, um, to get on the path that I'm on now, it definitely was um, some, some turns, some twists, some turns, and not a straight path by any means. And there were people along the way who were supporters, who babysat my son while I, went to, while I worked, and went to, worked at night and went to school during the day. Uh, there were people who, it, who I met who encouraged me to do more than I was doing and don't settle for the job at the post office because I had so much more that I could do. And it just opened my eyes to greater possibilities. And once I started down that path of educating myself and going back to junior college and then going to university, it made me create a bigger dream for myself and my son. My, and my son really became my inspiration. I was going through a better life and I wanted to make sure he didn't have to go through the same hoops that I was going through in order for, for him to have a better life. And so uh, I was fortunate enough to work in corporations like IBM and many big uh, tech companies and give my son an education, send him to private school. He's a graduate of Yale University and is now pursuing his dream as, a, as an actor here in Los Angeles and supporting, you know, got two beautiful grandkids. And he's a success in his, in his own. So I consider myself a success based on my son's success. How about that? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I can tell just talking to you. I mean, obviously I have been, you know, stalking you and, and learning about you behind the scenes, but as you're talking, I can see the passion 
that is lighting you up. Like I can see it in your eyes and obviously the listeners can't see it, but your, your eyes are just sparkling and you can tell that you, you can see within yourself that you have overcome so many obstacles and that, that drive and that the confidence that you've built over time has helped mm -hmm. drive that passion for what you're doing today. Absolutely. Absolutely. The interesting thing, uh, Robin, is that I grew up at a time when opportunities weren't automatic. They, you, you didn't take them for granted. Uh, and during that time, I always felt like I wasn't just making progress for me, but I was making progress for the people who came after me. And so I was always opening doors. So if I showed up and I was the first African-American female uh, to be a manager at, uh, at IBM or at Digital Equipment Corporation, I knew that it wasn't just me, but I was carrying the race on my shoulders, not just, my not just me and my family. Well, and I know you, you've done over the years a lot of work in gender and race equality. And so you haven't just thought of yourself. You've thought of everyone coming behind you. And that's exactly what you have installed in what you're doing today. Yes, yes. And funny enough, though, um, you know, we didn't have all these words then, gender and equality. <laughs> but it was the work we knew we had to open the door for for other women. Mm -hmm. uh, and we knew that we wanted a seat at the table. And so it represented all of these issues that still continue today. And we were the forerunners, or I was part of that, uh, that team of forerunners that were opening some of those doors. I feel like I need pom-poms and I need to do like a, a cheer for you. <laughs> For everything you've done well, for you. <laughs> for women in general, but also now for what you're doing. And so I want to talk a little bit of your passion, about your passion for what you're doing and how you have built a business around your passion for serving others and serving those in younger generations that are coming after you. Yes. So again, nothing happens. I I believe nothing happens by accident. And uh, again, carrying that mantle while I was in corporate America that I needed to connect my presence in corporate America to the community that I came from, uh, part of that was, that's how I developed the, uh, the idea or accepted the opportunity to become a mentor while I, I was still in corporate America. And that, ex that exposed me to girls like I'm serving today who were in inner city Los Angeles, who were in the worst schools and did not have any idea of where they were going to high school or how they were gonna get to the next step or the next meal. And I know that's hard for many of us to understand, but when, when things are so tough around you, you're just trying to get past, get past the next day. Uh, but anyway, so I was exposed to a mentorship program that I participated in and mentored eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade girls. One of the girls that I mentored, I, because of what I knew and raising a son, uh, I was able to inspire her beyond her eighth grade to apply to a private school to get into high school. Now, she's first, first, um, first generation here in America, so her parents were immigrants. They had absolutely no idea about private schools, certainly didn't think they belonged there, and 
certainly thought they couldn't afford it. And I said, listen, let's just, let's just try this. Uh, you have nothing to lose. I know that these, uh, these private schools are looking for diversity in their student body, and they really do value students who are gonna come in and work hard. So let's apply. This young lady, uh, with my encouragement, again, that mentorship, right, was able to get into a private girls' school, she, and I was there for her high school graduation along with her parents. This same young lady got into a private uh, women's college uh, in Boston, and I had gotten promoted and was in Boston and was there to pick her up at the airport and take her to her first day of college. And she, that was Simmons College. And so this, this young lady ended up, uh, she's now working for Stanford in their research department. She's married and with a beautiful daughter named Paula. You're talking about bringing you joy and, and reinforcing the fact and the power of, of um, mentorship. That's my example. That's, that's, that's my poster child. And basically what I've done, Robin, is that I've duplicated myself by 100 times. So we have over 100 mentors that are part of the Empower Her Institute programs, and they go out and encourage and, and become a cheerleader for the girls that they mentor in our, in our program. So yes, it's a passion. Yes, I, I, I think it is extremely uh, valuable in the lives of these girls because not only are they mentors, but they're role models. And mm -hmm. these young ladies get to see women who are in professions, varying from being a firefighter to being a doctor, uh, that they never would have encountered just being in their communities. Yeah, it's remarkable. And something that I, that I saw that you said was, taking action on a small vision can have a huge impact. Absolutely. Uh, the beautiful thing about a lot of the mentors that uh, sign up to and volunteer with us, they're women who want in somebody else's life. And the reason uh, many of them want to make that difference is because they had a bump in the road. They had a heart, they've had hardships along the way. And so they may show up and look like they're the perfect professional to the girls, but they had some, they had some things happen to them along the way. And so they decided, I want to, I want to give back. And so there's just power and strength in building yourself as a, as a woman when, when you're giving back uh, to someone else and particularly these girls. So the power of one is that one mentor changing the trajectory and the life of the girls that she's touching. And we do that whether you know it or not, because let me just say that we are role models when we are standing on the street and somebody's looking across the street at us. We may not think of ourselves that way, but you are. You just said two things that I have to comment on. And one is that these these mentors that you work with that are basically you know you multiplied they've all had experiences that maybe weren't so great maybe it was a mistake they made maybe it was a failure they had but whatever those cases were they learned from them and now they're using those experiences no matter if they were negative or positive to now help other lives and i think that's an important lesson because especially as entrepreneurs we tend to hesitate we let fear take over and yes. we don't do things because yeah. we don't want to fail or we don't want to have a make a mistake but the reality right. is every single time we do it's an opportunity for us to learn but it's also an opportunity for us to then turn the table and teach someone else not to make those same mistakes 
Absolutely. So I Absolutely. love that. Have you joined the Brand Insider private Facebook group yet? If not, head on over to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups slash the Brand Marketing Insider, where we make branding fun. Every day we network and build community and genuine relationships and learn tips all about building a brand that stands out and makes an impact. I'd love to see you there. And I know everyone else in the group would love to learn from you and connect with you as well. So head on over there and join the Brand Marketing Insider private Facebook group. Let's talk a little bit about um, the confidence piece because okay. you didn't have confidence when you were younger. Of course not. Most of, of us don't. Not. Right. Right. Well, let me, well, let me, let me put it to you even uh, more broadly. So we can say I didn't have confidence when I was younger. How about when I went into corporate America, I didn't have confidence. <laughs> okay. When I was pursuing that next job or that next promotion in, in, in corporate America, I didn't have confidence. Right. And so we're always, it's like a muscle. We're mm -hmm. always building that confidence to do the next thing. And so um, do we have more confidence uh, when we're doing the next thing than we did when we did the first thing? Absolutely. Because again, it's like a muscle. It's get, it gets stronger, but the more you work it, the more you have, you have a feeling that, look, I overcame that, I can overcome this. Let me just push through it. But it's not like you have to feel like you know it all. You, know, you just have the strength and the courage to step up. Mm -hmm. It's like a child to take, learning to walk. You take one tiny sure. baby step, and then once you know you can do that, you can take another one. That's Except this right. is so That's much right. bigger, so much broader. That's right. That's right. So you, but you had to have a significant amount of confidence that built over time to enable you to be able to now step into this world of entrepreneurship and dive into creating a nonprofit, which is not an easy feat. Well, let me, let me say, Robin, it didn't come from confidence. It came from passion, right? Okay. It, <laughs> it came from a desire to, to make an impact. When I, when, I, when I left corporate America, I left Boston and moved to South Africa. I gave up a good corporate job making six figures and took a huge pay cut because I wanted to be in purpose. And I went, moved to South Africa to be a part of the, uh, the freedom and the, and the new lease on life from, from free elections in South Africa in 1995. And so did I have confidence? Did I know that I was going to succeed? Did, did, did I know that there was a possibility for failure? You know, it's like, you go over there, what if those people don't like you? What if, you, what if, th if things all go bad what, and you've given up your corporate job? That's not confidence, Robin. That's true. It's, I mean, you had to really push fear aside, right? I mean, you were there totally, you were there totally you vulnerable. So That's I think correct. this makes such a huge point because if we have passion, we, and we have a vision and I say this all the time to people who I'm coaching, trying to figure out their clarity and what their purpose is. But if you have a vision and you have passion and you can bring those together with your values, you'll be able to push through and create something so powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the part with that is, as you say, your, your, your vision, your passion, and taking one step 
putting one foot in front of the other. And as you said, casting fear aside, right? And so part of that, that I've learned over the years is that when you put one foot in front of the other, you realize that you see things differently from that vantage point than you did before you made that step, right? You know, it's mm -hmm. kind of like driving up, up the hill, but you can't see what's on the other side, but you, have, you believe that there's gonna be road when you get up there, mm -hmm. right? And then when you get up that hill, you look at that beautiful horizon and it allows you to see what the possibilities are. And that's what happened for me in that travel, in my travel to, to South Africa. I went over there believing that I was going to make a difference and be a help. But let me just tell you that I was blessed beyond measure with all of the lessons that I learned as a result of being in that, in that environment and, and working with the, with the beautiful people that I met there. And when you were there, from what I've read, you, you're the model basically of your entrepreneurial non and your journey and your nonprofit today that came from your experiences there and seeing these it's women true. who I would love for you to tell a little bit about that and how, you know, what planted that seed for you that then grew into this successful program that you're running today. Thank you, Robin. You've done your homework. <laughs> so you're absolutely right. I was inspired from my, from my stay in South Africa and seeing the women, you know, we think about poverty here. We see people who have um, less than, and we think, oh, those poor people. And I was in, living in South Africa, there were certainly people who had, didn't have a lot, but they had a lot of love. And they had this spirit that they called Ubuntu. And that meant we are one. And if one had something, they were willing to share it with the rest of the family. And if one member of the family succeeded, the rest of the family benefited from that success. So there was, you know, there was no jealousy. It was, we are in this together, Ubuntu for real. And so looking at the women in South Africa and the strength that they had to do whatever it took, and it was really an, an entrepreneur spirit that they didn't think of it as an entrepreneur spirit, where they were creating bracelets. In fact, I have one, one of my South African bracelets right now because we contract with a co-op, a women's co-op over there to, to create these bracelets for Empower Her, and we give them to our mentors and, 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 our, and our donors. Oh, uh, beautiful. And, yeah, and so that spirit of entrepreneurship is, is just seeing them take the skills or learn skills, creating baskets, creating bracelets, working in other people's homes, doing whatever it takes to support their family. And by the way, they don't have a welfare system. And that's, that's what I was struck by. There is no safety net. So they know they have to make a way for themselves. And when I saw that, I thought about America. And I thought about our inner cities. And I thought about the fact that there was a time that I was on welfare and that it could have become a lifestyle. But I know that for so many young folks, it does become a lifestyle. And so I thought about how can I take this spirit of entrepreneurship back to America and teach it in a way that gives our girls uh, a vision of what's possible. And that's really how Empower Her started. We started think, uh, in defining it as an entrepreneur program. I went down that road and as good as that is, and it's, it's really a great tool, I started to realize how much pain was inside the girls that we were working with and then pivoted and decided that we needed to focus on the social emotional. I had needed to start from the inside out and then we could talk about what career and what job they could do. Because once you build that, 
that confidence and that courage from, from the inside and that sense of self-worth, they, they will become unstoppable. Yeah, then the sky can become the limit Absolute. versus Absolute. Absolute. the block over becoming the That's limit. right, yeah. that's right. I love that because you you had a vision and you combined it with your passion and now you're sharing that to instill that in these young girls so that they too can have a be able to have a vision for themselves, to be able to dream about right. something other than what they're seeing around them on the daily, on a daily basis. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will say, and I want to share one other thing with you, Robin, because I know your audience are a lot of women who are taking on second careers uh, like I did. And I want to share that the beautiful thing about what I'm doing right now with, uh, in the nonprofit world is that all of the skills that I learned in corporate America and before are coming to bear in this work. Uh, I built a coaching business, an executive coaching business in parallel with building Empower Her and all of the talents and, and skills that I, that I developed in that business is also, also showing up. And for example, uh, when I first started the entrepreneur program uh, with Empower Her, it was from that concept of uh, using resources that you didn't build yourself, but using other people's resources. And so there was a, already an organization that had an entrepreneur program. I said, why don't I be your reseller? And so basically I went and got my own schools and implemented their entrepreneur program in those schools that they didn't have relationships with. I learned that reseller model from working in tech. <laughs> you yeah. know, so, so that's just a for example. I think that's really important to note because I think we often forget that all, every experience that we have along our journey empowers us for the next part of our journey. Absolutely true. I know for me, you know, people are like, well, why did you become a photographer? I have, you know, with a doctor in pharmacy, like why, why did you switch gears? And, but what happened, what happened for me with my journey is, you know, that passion was there. Mm -hmm. But once I started in that, it's kind of like you, you were doing that coaching, but you still weren't quite fulfilled. And, right. and that was me, like that strategic component of my mind is still there. I still right. had to have that. I had to utilize it. And so, right. you know, using those talents now to coach opens up a whole new world for, for both me and for the people that I'm able to help. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Yes, I, yeah. think it's, I, I really want people to take that message home that every experience you're going through is something that you're going to use for your good and the good of others. Exactly. The remainder of your career. Exactly. And let me also share another example. So when I was coaching uh, executives, one of my specialties was emotional intelligence. Right. Everybody talks about emotional intelligence and how they yeah. how that prepares them for the next leg and how it prepares them to build teams and manage teams. Guess what? In Empower Her, what are we focusing on? Social, emotional learning. Yeah. And now we're bringing it down to this, the uh, middle school level because we're starting early recognizing that, that that emotional intelligence and those social emotional skills are so important for you to tap in early. You don't have to wait for you to become an executive to realize what that is. And so I transferred that knowledge uh, to empower her in, in developing our next curriculum, if you will. 
Yeah, I love that. And I think it's even more important now because of all the technology. Kids mm -hmm. don't have the social and emotional skills that we had almost innately because we had to talk. We had to interact. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yes, that's that's definitely a, comp a component of it, that being able to communicate. Uh, and for our girls, it's really uh, allowing them to overcome the trauma that many of them experience, whether that's domestic violence in the home. Uh, some of them uh, very early on start with, with, with dating violence because they have boyfriends who think that that's how they show up as a man, mm -hmm. uh, uh, that they are in communities where there are, are, are gangs and there's the fear, there's, you know, that sense of PTSD. Yeah. And so we, one, put it on, allow, create a safe space for them. So we allow them to uncover that stuff because we know as women, the pain is us concealing and suppressing. Yes. Right? The it's power, a burden. It's a burden right. they bear. That's, yeah. That's right. The power is confronting it and taking the power of those uh, traumas away from you and finding ways to deal with it uh, and put it, in its, put it in its place so that it doesn't debilitate you. Mm -hmm. And so that's, what we're, that, that's part of what we're teaching uh, as part of our curriculum uh, to our middle school girls. Well, and one of the statistics that I've I've learned from you is that 50% of 50% of kids that are in this marginalized population, the African American population, Hispanic population, there's a 50% dropout of high school. Yeah, so that when we started, that's the number that was was pervasive. So what I've learned now is that that number has improved. But let me just say to you, I don't think that our kids are, are better off with a better number because what has happened, I realize, is that there's this thing called social promotions. So the schools get the kids out and they say they graduated, but they're truly not prepared for a job or, mm -hmm. or, soci or society for that matter. So mm -hmm. yes, there, there def definitely uh, is a, still a big issue in terms of high school dropout. And that's what motivates us because we are trying to eliminate that dropout rate uh, for the for the girls in our program. And the joy is that this year we had uh, in our we we have um, an alumni program, and we had four seniors, and all four seniors were accepted to colleges and are going on to college. So we are thrilled to have that kind of success to see our girls started in seventh grade, finish. Uh, through high school and go on to college. So again, we're not, we're creating an environment for them to be able to make informed decisions and to be inspired by the people around them. And that brings me to the last point that you, you and I had talked about that we would focus mm -hmm. on during the interview and that's mentorship and mm -hmm. the power and value of mentorship. Yes, so I think all of us theoretically uh, know the power of mentorship, but oftentimes we think it works for somebody else and not necessarily for us. And from where I sit, Robin, I think there's mentorship for giving and there's mentorship for giving, I mean, for getting. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about the mentors who participate as volunteers for us, those mentors are giving back. They are giving to the girls in our program. 
when I think about myself as a professional female, I think about, I have had mentors all along the way. So we don't have one mentor for life. We have different mentors for different things that we are, we are doing along the way. And it is a powerful tool. It's a great networking opportunity. And I, till this day, I still seek mentors. Believe me. I mean, right now I am, I'm reaching out to other nonprofit leaders who have greater experience than I do, who've been in this, been in this uh, space for much longer than I have and have had some different experiences. The size of their agency is probably larger. And so I go and I said, could you introduce me to, yeah. to this person that didn't have a clue about who I was, right? Uh, but I want to know them and I want to uh, pick their brains to see how they can support me to move to the next step. So mentorship is giving. It can also be about getting. And so I use it in both ways because I'm always giving from, from a mentor perspective, whether that's professional women or whether it's through Empower Her. And so I still do. Mm -hmm. And I think, it, I think it's important too that you have both giving and getting because I know for me, when I have mentored, I, I'm giving in that situation, but I'm also getting. Yes. Because it's it's very fulfilling and it gives me a lot of right. joy to watch other people grow and yes. especially young girls to see them yes. grow and blossom into a young woman who is realizing that she can be confident that she does have self worth. Right, right, and I will tell you that it's also com it's also heartwarming for me when I get calls from people that I women who I have mentored over the years. And they said, I remember when you told me and Betty said, and they still have these, they still have the, these, these nuggets that I told them many years ago. Uh, that's, that's informing their life as they go forward. I mean, these are grown women. And so, yes, it lives even when we're not there because they're saying, what would Betty do? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not one and done. It's, it's not it's one and done. Lifelong learning, even it's, if you're is. not with the same person the entire That's right. time. That's right. Absolutely yeah. true. So one phrase that I heard you say in an interview that I watched with you was, believe in yourself. You are better than you believe. Take the risk and believe in yourself. Yes, yes. I, I, I believe that. I believe that to this day. And I don't know when... when what that what interview that was but that is definitely those are my words and that's what i found because so often we allow fear to stop us from taking that next step we're looking for perfection when um when you are prepared but you don't think you are and so you really have to believe and know that you are better than you think you are. And it, because you know, we're our worst critic. We are our worst critic. And so have the faith, make that, take that first step, put that one foot in front of the other and know that it's all going, that you're going to have the wind at your back and you're going to build momentum and you're going to keep going and keep going because each step opens up a new horizon. So yes, you are better than you think you are. So take the risk and move forward. I love that. And if people went, I know I do definitely have some listeners out in the LA area, but the majority of my listeners are all over the world. So they may not be able to be a hands-on volunteer 
for your organization uh-huh. for Empower Her. But how are some ways that people can connect with you, can support the organization, and you know, maybe or maybe not become a mentor depending on where they are geographically? So I would say that COVID has been a blessing and a curse. And so the you know, we when we are given lemons, what do we do? We make lemonade. That's what yes. Betty does. That's what Robin <laughs> does. <laughs> It's called pivoting, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. And so one of the things that has happened is that we now have virtual events, Robin. And so your listeners all over the world can now participate in our virtual events. And so we have a virtual event that's coming up on August 20th called Wind Down, a wind down, uh, what is it called? A, a wine tasting, actually, it's Wind Down Summer. So that's one way that they can participate. And that is uh, donating and buying some wine and a portion of those proceeds will come back to us for us to continue to develop our programs because we are uh, supported and financed by the public. We are not financed by the government. We have to raise every dime to continue to support the girls. Uh, And then the other thing is that Los Angeles is not gonna be opening up schools uh, starting August. So we are going to, in fact, right now I'm putting, on the calendar meetings with the principals of our schools to figure out how we are going to provide our programming content to the students virtually. And so we may be doing more virtual volunteering. So stay in touch, Uh, check us out on our website, uh, www.empowher.org and keep up with us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram and see what we're doing and encourage us. So comment, uh, click, donate, all of those things. That's fabulous. And I'll put all the links to all of those things in the show notes. And I do have the link for the, I think it was like the wine, the, the wine, 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 wine down summer, swirl, sip and support. Swirl, sip and support. That's what it was. I knew it was something catchy and cute, uh, but I'll have all those details in the show, show notes. So people can definitely click on that and and get involved, even if it is virtually. And Absolutely. who knows, maybe someday you'll be in our neck of the woods. Exactly, exactly. We are, we are planning to grow. That's part of our strategic plan. And so, uh, but right now, you know, we're kind of stalled with, with all of this, just trying to keep it, keep it on the tracks. But yeah, this is, this is temporary situation. Robin, this has been such a blessing. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And it's such a thrill to meet you. I love it, love it, love it, love all that you're doing. Well, thank you. I am honored that you're here. And I just, oh, I just want to give you a big hug. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take that virtual hug. Just your your passion and everything just is popping through the screen. So thank you for being here. And thank you for sharing your, your passion, your wisdom, and everything that you're doing to make a difference for future generations. Because as you know, like, it has to start at the community level and the exactly. more we put ourselves in and allow ourselves to be vulnerable and step up to help other people, the more of a difference we're going to be able to make and the more change that can occur. So thank Absolutely. you. Thank you Absolutely. for the work you're doing. Yeah, it's a pleasure. And that's a wrap friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. 
If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? That would mean the world to me. It will also help others find the podcast. I really look forward to getting to know my listeners. Will you please connect with me on Instagram? You can find me at the Robin Graham. You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Robin Graham. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, the Brand Marketing Insider. Please spread the word about the second phase podcast. Until next time, remember to smile.